to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to my channel. Hit the subscribe button right up there someplace, wherever it is. Um, if you're listening on the podcast app, don't forget to subscribe to my show. Um, today I have on, I'm going to get just right to my guest. I'm trying to do a quicker intro. <laughs> today I have on a guy named Joe. Now, I tried to keep this as an informational episode all about cuckolding, okay? Joe is like a cuckold expert. He really is. He's been doing, uh, he's been into being a cuckold since he was very young. Um, he talks a little bit about his history, right? But what he mostly talks about is uh, what cuckolding is about, how to get your girl into cuckolding. He has told, he bragged on the episode that he literally got every woman who has said no to him, because most women will say, no, I'm not going to fuck other guys for you. And he got every single one that said no to change their mind, including his ex-wife. He's working on his second wife right now. <laughs> And all his other girlfriends. And he gives, you know, tips on how to do that, what he did. Um, he's very into helping people um, get into cuckolding. He does give a shout out with an email. Okay, you got to listen for that. It's in the episode he talks about. He created an email just for this so that anybody listening to this episode that wants to bring it up to their girl, their partner, whether they've been in a relationship for a long time or in a new relationship, he is uh, willing and into actually helping you and uh, giving you advice on how to do it because like I said and like he's going to tell you in this episode he's done it many times he's talked his ex-wife you know from not being into it to having a full-blown relationship with a guy and uh, that lasted for years and it only added to his their sex life Uh, he loves being a cuckold there's no humiliation involved in his cuckolding situation and he explains like the difference about that and what cuckolding means and how it's different than swinging and all that good stuff so I'm going to be right back on with Joe this is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast Uh, hey Joe welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast how are you today good yourself how are you I'm good so listen um, you found me on YouTube, right? We were talking about cuckolding. I did. I think I did a YouTube live, right? And I'm like, oh, let's talk about cuckolding. And because someone said, like, do a topic that's hot, right? And do a live on it. And I did. And then I realized, like, I don't know anything about cuckolding. I thought I could just like talk on it, but I really couldn't, you know, and I think that you had chimed in and you were explaining because I got into like the difference between like a cuckold and swingers, you know, and I was very confused about it. And you were explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe you'd want to come on and do a cuckolding 101 kind of information informational podcast most of the time I'm talking to people about their life and I really shy away or I don't try I I try to make it very personal right and keep the you know the bigger sort of picture out of it with you we'll get a little personal too but I would like to do a show and focus a lot with you on teaching people 
the difference, what it means, you know, like a cuckold 101 kind of course here on my show today. I normally don't do stuff like that, but I think it might be interesting because it is a very hot topic. Most definitely is. You know, it's surprising that the, 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 the amount of men I know. who actually want to be able to see their woman with another man. I know. You know. You would think that all men have this fantasy of be, wanting to be with two women at the same time. But um, in all honesty, I've actually done that already. And the thing about it is that it's a lot of work for the guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Right. Yeah. You know, but, uh, um, but again, you know what? Uh, it's definitely extremely hot, uh, outrageous in terms of, you know, the fact that, you know, you've got somebody in front of you that you adore and love with all your heart that is now being your most favorite porn star. So, Right, I guess that's the way you look at it. Yeah, it was, I have to say, uh, you know, when I first started my show, this was one of the things that was the biggest surprise to me. Besides, I've, I've had a lot of other surprises, right? But this was one of the biggest because I had always had a lot of guy friends and because I was very open sexually and I'm a little bit like a dude, you know, when I'm with my guy friends, I could talk like a guy, right? So I always felt like they were super honest with me and not one ever cop to the fact that they wanted their girl or me to fuck somebody else, right? I had never heard that from any guy. And like I said, I knew a lot of guys. I slept with a lot of guys and guys really confided in me, yet it was nothing that I had ever heard of before until I started my show. And then, you know, when I started to get the callers on that would talk about it, I would go back to my guy friends and be like, can you believe? And they'd be like, I would never, I'd be too jealous, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) You know, maybe I just don't know any of these guys because it. when I put out an episode, let me tell you, it is downloaded probably the most. It is probably the most downloaded topic or fetish. I don't know. What what do you call it? Is it a fetish, right? Uh, more of a lifestyle. More a of lifestyle. lifestyle uh huh. Yeah, and, and mindset, really. A more of a lifestyle and mindset. How did you get into it and how did you know? Because like, listen, I've had, wait, hold on. Alexa, turn off. I mean, she just thought I was talking to her and she starts fucking talking. I should leave that in. Yeah. It's like a funny blooper. Wait a second. So like... Um, how did I figure out? Yeah, how did you figure out? Because I have had on a lot of guys, right, on my show that, you know, some of them knew exactly what they were looking for and this is something that they were into and then they got the girl to do it. And then there are some guys that it sort of happened and they would have never thought it was something that they were into. But it, when it did happen, they were like, holy shit, this really turns me on. Like, which guy were you? Um, to be honest with you, it was more of a matter of having a weird understanding that it turned me on early on. So you, you know, knew. I'm talking like, uh, yeah, I did. You know, right out of high school kind of thing. You know, my first relationship, I had an opportunity to share her with a good buddy of mine. It didn't, it kind of fell through, but, but, uh, you know, again, my first relationship, I was already kind of on it. Right. So how, what was it like a drunken thing that you said that you had this opportunity that you were going to share her with your buddy? How did that come about or, and why did it go south? Yeah, just about, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, the three of us, we took a road trip out to, to go gambling in a gambling town. We stayed the night, uh, we shared a, a room, and uh, unfortunately, I was a, the one who was a bit more drunk than they were. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I started making out with her, started touching her, fondling her, and he was there watching and enjoying. And in all honesty, I know that she would have been down for it, too. So, you know, but it didn't end up happening. I forgot exactly why it, it 
why it fizzled out at the last minute, but it did, unfortunately. So you just couldn't make it happen. But after that incident, you knew it turned you on because like you thought about it and the fact that, you know, like you started to sort of fantasize about it. Is that how that experience made you realize that you were into it? Yeah, kind of. It was a matter of also talking with the, the girl at the time, my girlfriend at the time, and, you know, uh, uh, talking about how it was kind of hot and the fact that she would have been down doing it. Right. So, you know, it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was definitely a sexy moment and an eye-opening experience. And then when, did you, so when was the first girlfriend that you did do something like that with? Did you get married and do it with your wife? I mean, I need a little backstory on you if you're going to teach people or explain cuckolding 101. <laughs> or maybe you're not even going to, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no problem. Well, and uh, just as a quick little snapshot, basically I've shared nearly all the women I've been with. So, uh, you know, what? and even the, my joke is, is that they always say no and they always end up doing it anyway. It's just a matter of how you prod them on to doing it and how you coax them into doing it oh who would yeah who wouldn't want sexual freedom and that's just it you know what you're giving them the opportunity to be loved at home and still be able to have fun outside right Right. But listen, I I don't think that some people are monogamous because they're being held back. You know, the fact that you've been able to get every single one of your girls, even the ones that say no, to change their mind. I mean, you're going to have to tell people how how to do that. That's going to be a part of your tutorial here, okay? Your cuckolding tutorial. I don't know where to start. I'll leave you an email address. I'll leave an email address for you to to post later. um, Again, yeah, the thing about it is that uh, and no, honestly, I enjoy doing that, too, because, you know, it, it's fun to be able to help people explore and open up their marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, it's just a matter of the man wanting the wife to be able to be the one to explore. And he lives his life vicariously through her. And in addition to that, it's also a matter of the man wanting to prove his love to her by just being doing and being above and beyond the better husband to be able to ensure that she stays with him. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, you know, define cuckolding with the term humiliation, like that has to be a part of it or else it isn't true cuckolding, right? Is that the case not, in your scenario or is that not true? First off, the, uh, the, the term cuckolding comes from a bird because there's a bird cuckold that actually the female in the, the, in the pair goes out, mates with another male and comes back home, lays the eggs while the male bird in the relationship actually you know hatches them oh interesting yeah so that's where the true nature of cuckolding came from Mm -hmm. from a bird okay um when it comes to the humiliation part uh, that has nothing that is a different level of cuckolding you can say because there's so many different facets in this whole deal and yeah um you know it's all a matter of what really floats your boat and what you both agree upon you know so for me I've done things like uh, I personally have had, you know, a chastity cage on my penis. So, and that was pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And this was while the girl I was with would go out with other men. So, um, I can't, I don't consider myself a wimp or, you know, humiliation doesn't really turn me on. But uh, what turns me on is, is having a woman that uh, piques the interest of other men and is willing to also, you know, enjoy enjoy the sexual aspect of it all, of life. Right. And I do, I, I used to always ask, I don't know if I still do, but, you know, whether the guy is bi at all. Because I always wondered, is there a correlation to, 
you know, that meaning like a guy is kind of like when you say living vicariously through that experience, because maybe he has some sort of desire to be with a man himself. And so his girl goes and does that. And then, I don't know, you know, somehow he feels like he was kind of with the guy. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Because listen, that it has been I the case. You. That has been the case with some guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Because some men, that's what they, that's what they want. Right. But, it, actually, I had one of these girlfriends of mine who, you know, I did share her with. You know, she was the next girlfriend after the first experience who actually I did share her with another guy. And I'll tell you about that experience in just a little bit here. But uh, and because there's a lesson to it, too. But she had actually we were friends for a good long time before we actually started a relationship up. And she liked me. And she actually had her gay friends turn their gaydar on me to see if I was just gay, and that's the reason why I didn't make a move on her. Mm-hmm. So, and she's, yeah, she's told me that her friends, her male friends, or male gay friends said that, nope, he's not gay as far as I'm concerned. You know, so I, it's not, for, for me personally, it's not a matter of being gay, even though I don't have an issue, like, touching a man, other man's penis, like guiding him into my, into my girl's, you know, vagina kind of thing. Or I've considered, I wonder what it would be like to, to suck a man's penis, but it is not something that I totally desire. You know, right. But again, with regards to the other sexual aspects of being homosexual, none of that really floats my boat. It's not my thing. I saw a video of some guys kissing and I was like, uh, no, not, not for me. No, but I was like more <laughs> bisexual or someone who's just maybe, you know, I don't know. There's so many terms nowadays. So what would uh, hetero flexible, you know, somebody who's, you know, yeah, you sexually attracted to women, but also maybe every now and then might be sexually attracted to someone of the, you know, the same sex, like another guy, if you're a guy. Right. So, and yeah, I always I wonder I if right. a cuckold person, right. You being the male, you know, you like to see your woman with another man because there is an aspect to a man that is arousing in that experience too, not just the girl. You know, some guys say right. yes, some guys say no. I don't know. You're absolutely right. And I think that majority of the men will say no. Right. And no, I get a lot of guys that say yes, men, actually. I get a lot of guys say okay, yes. The reason, yeah, but the thing about it is that a good majority of the men that are in this situation are in a full-fledged relationship with their woman. Well, they're telling me, you have to understand, they're talking to me, okay? And they're, so they're telling me yeah. their deepest secrets. So they're going to cop to the, the, right. sh- the stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe a man would say no to his yeah. girl, okay? But he tells me yes, uh, because he knows it's like a safe place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And actually, as you mentioned, a safe place. I, I spend some time on some, you know, cockle chat rooms and, and I pick people's brains and enjoy, you know, chatting with them and getting their stories and their background and everything else. And, and because uh, they open up to me pretty well, mm-hmm. and a good majority, yeah, a good majority of these people, it's just a matter of them. Uh, actually, this gets to a lot of other aspects of the cuckold experience. As to, for example, sperm competition. Do you, uh, have you heard about this? No. Okay, sperm competition. Actually, there was a study in England, actually, that had studied. Uh, you know, a dozen couples, and they noticed that if a woman were to leave on a business trip, the man's sperm count would actually go up, increase, aside from the fact that he's not getting any, but his sperm count would increase just due to the fact that psychologically we're built to be able to mate with our women and for our women to carry our children. So we, we need to increase our sperm count just in case she went out and, you know, copulated with another man. 
you know, had sex with another man, you know, took on the sperm and is now can't possibly carrying his baby. Now, again, our sperm counts go down, go up. Um, the stud syndrome, stud syndrome, uh, cows. You cannot put a cow, a male, a bull to mate with only one female cow because his sperm count count actually drops because there's no variety in life for him. Mm-hmm. And he needs that, is what you're saying. So he needs that. You're absolutely right. And men do to a certain extent too. But at the same time, if we're committed in a relationship that we just are fully committed in with this person, you know, again, living our life vicariously through her, where. You know what? My sperm count goes up. I ejaculate. I come harder. And you know what? I have this nervous energy when she's out. And you know. And then again, oh, to be able to prove my worth to her, I'll go and clean the house. I'll take care of laundry. You know, I put this nervous energy to to good use while she's out on a date. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Personally, I I used to enjoy uh, my my ex-wife going out on dates. And the reason why was because getting back to my experience with my second girlfriend. Uh, that I mentioned is a learning experience was the fact that it was that her, again, her and I had sex. We started having sex. My buddy was there. He stripped down. He was into it. She was into it. I actually end up coming inside her the first, first round and I'm laying next to them, watching them doing it. And you know, when that happens, the passion kind of goes away real quick. So me being the young guy that I am, I actually stop it right there. You know, I stopped him from screwing my girl. And I'm like, okay, you know, it was a matter of, uh, again, the passion just having dwindled quickly because I came. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why, again, I, I'd much rather have my girl go out. And, you know, and then that way, I don't, you know, I get to enjoy the, what, she, what she's done when she comes back. Oh, okay. You don't like to be there and then come and then be like, like totally sober and she's fucking somebody else. You want to you wanna savor that part of the situation so it's much better to savor it afterwards yes but actually recently i had a I had a threesome and actually i got to enjoy it more and i because of my experience and you know uh, my experiences again that, that i've learned and i know even if i were to come i'd enjoy it still because again i've matured with regards to my own sexuality and you know and i'm not a 20 year old kid no more Right. Okay. But there was a time where you did feel that way. And that was like very early on when you were learning about yourself and what you were into and what your boundaries were, but they changed as you grew up and, and became more secure. Exactly. Correct. Right. So how many times have you been married? Um, I'm actually on my second marriage right now. Uh, Now, does this wife go out with other people? No, not as of yet. Uh, You know what? I've already planted the seed with her and she understands what floats my boat. But, uh, you know what, we have yet to do it. She's, she's much younger than me. And, uh, you know what, I think that sexual, you know, sexuality and how you share things amongst each other is also dictated a lot by culture. And she's of a different culture. So mm-hmm. but she's Asian. How so, old, how old is um, she and how old are you? She's 28 and I'm 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a few years between us. I'm her second relationship ever. And, uh, and I'm her husband, and you know what? Uh, she's a wonderful person who I adore, and she loves me, and I'm very lucky to be with her. Right, but you're working on right. her. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> exactly. One thing that I one thing that I took away from one of your shows was ten years, and you know, so I'm playing it cool and enjoying, and you know, she's learning a lot, and uh, she's grown a lot sexually 
between her and I right now. So, you know, the chick, she's now into porn. Funny, she's the one who turns on, she grabs her iPad and she'll, I want to watch movies. Okay, I know what movie she wants to watch. Right, porn. So, and she never did that exactly. before you? You got her into it? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, yeah, so, so you... Yeah, she, she gets into it. Yeah, that's cool. So you're working on her, but before that, all your girlfriends and your first wife, you did get. Now, how did you get your first wife into doing it? You or did brag about, you know, being able to get, turn every woman, even the ones who said no, into women who said yes. Yeah. So what would you say, you know, how should guys approach it? And what, you know, how, how were you successful? Uh, well, the first thing that I always tell a guy, because most guys will say, <laughs> again, this is from my experience on the chat, you know, chat rooms, that most guys will say, oh, she's going to, she's not going to be happy. She's going to be pissed at me and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, you're right. She will be. But just wait. Let let the let it simmer uh, in her head. Then what you do is show her how it turns you on. You know, talk about ex relationships, past relationships. You know, sexual ex- ex- uh, uh, escapades she may have had, and things she had done, and what she enjoyed, what she didn't, and you know, and show her how it turns you on. And do that while you're in bed with her, and you guys are fucking, and show her just how much harder it makes you, and how hard it, or quickly it makes you come. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's yeah, that's. That's always a good seed to, to use, you know, just use their own experiences and talk about what they've done because who doesn't like talking about themselves, really? Right. But you're talking about yourself to them. You're talking about what you've done, right, is what you're saying. Not what... No, no. Uh, like oh, you want to hear and... that about them fucking other guys. Correct. Right. And then you show them how horny you are and how hard you're getting from those stories and then she, Correct. and so your wife was one of those that said no. And then she turned around. Ha, let, let talk about that pivotal time. Like what, you know, what was that first experience like, and wh- what changed her mind? And what did you guys do? Uh, you know what? It, it, she actually again started talking about exes. She was actually still a friend of one of her exes. So I took the opportunity opportunity because it was an opportune time and situation for her to go out with him, and. That ended up being a long-term relationship there for a couple of years where, you know, she'd go out with them practically every weekend kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, it was uh, the very first time I remember being extremely nervous, watching the clock, you know, listening to every noise in the house to see maybe she's home, you know, jacking off like a half dozen times and, you know, and practically oh running off, rubbing off the skin. Yeah, because yeah. oh, you were dick, so, so horny for what was going on. Because she was not just going out with him. I mean, she was going out to have sex with him. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was. She already under. She already understood that, and and she made it clear. So you know, because of course she wants to make sure I'm okay with it, and you know, and from there it was you know it, it was a downhill you know fun roller coaster. You know, it, it, she enjoyed doing it. She kind of looked forward to it, and so did I. And uh, again, nearly every weekend. And uh, she'd spend a night with him at times. And other times it was just still hot doing different things. So, you know what? Uh, again, very, very, very fun time. And, and not the reason for our divorce at all. Right, right. And did the guy know? Well, the guy knew that she was married. Right. But did he uh, know but, that she, did he think she was cheating? Or did he know that she was taking these stories home to turn him on? To turn you on? <laughs> she... And no problem. She, uh, he knew that she, she gave herself the persona that she was cheating on me. Right. And he probably loved that. 
Correct. Absolutely. And he took advantage of it. And, and I enjoyed it. So what the hell? I didn't care. Yeah. So, and again, you, it turned me on. You never crossed paths with him, right? So what does it matter? You don't know who this person is, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Right. Now, so she... Well, I kind of... I was going to say I kind of did by the, uh, the videos that I'd seen of them together. <laughs> oh, she would take videos. Yes. And she would bring them back and you guys would watch them and that was like, and so, and that guy just thought, oh my God, he must have been like, she's so sloppy. I mean, who cheats and takes videos of it? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? And the thing about it was that he, he was one of these guys that just blows my mind as of the fact that he could like come like five times a night. I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you do that? Right. Yeah. I've known guys like that. It's like hours. I don't like that kind of, yeah. I don't like that kind of show. We call it the show. I, I'm not interested in the show, but some girls are. I just, <laughs> I don't know. No thanks. Yeah. An all nighter. I'm like, oh, damn. You know, I, my wife appreciates my half an hour, 45 minutes, and I'm happy with it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so that guy was like a, putting on a show. That was the perfect guy for her, for you, right? Because you'd get these, yeah. you'd get long ass videos. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we're in the middle of the night. He'd roll over, wake, you know, wake her up and by, by doing her. So mm-hmm. and she didn't mind. She didn't say no. She kept going back for more. So, hey. Now, I have been getting emails recently. I don't know why, because I haven't experienced this one before. But, you know, it's the cuckold scenario where... And I'm just like, could this be true? But I know you're going to know about it. Where the, you know, these these partners are looking for their girl to get pregnant by somebody else. I mean, that's like a whole other thing going down. It is. You're absolutely right. It is. And actually, in all honesty, you know, here I am, 51 years old. I already have two adult children. And I've been cut. I have a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. And here I am with a younger wife, my second marriage. <clears throat> my vasectomy I had. Uh, over 15 years ago, maybe or so, something like that, it, with the with the idea that you know I got married to stay married, and yeah. you know unfortunately that didn't end up working out. But uh, you know, again, I'm with a young wife that has no children, who has to have a child. You know, she deserves it. So I actually considered that quite a bit. You know, I considered that quite a bit. You know, but uh, now technology has made it where you don't have to do the uh, re- re- uh, reversal as much as they can, like, harvest your sperm out of your nut sack. Right. You know, and do it in vitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I looked at that. I'm, I'm, that's what we're leaning towards right now. But, again, I consider that pretty heavily. You know, I didn't mind at all. Part of the reason why, for me, that it wouldn't bother me, though, is because of the fact that I, I'm adopted, just as a little brief history. I'm adopted. Uh-huh. So, you know, you know I, I wouldn't have a problem raising another man's child and loving another man's child of my own. So. Right, but that's separate. Like, you would you would be doing it out of, like, necessity, right? As opposed to, so that's, like, the, no different than someone who's having fertility issues and maybe goes to does donor sperm or something, right? But I'm talking about these couples that are, like, emailing me saying that they, you know, they're doing this because this is, like, what makes them horny. It's not, a, oh, I got a vasectomy, yeah. so I need sperm. This is, like, I want my girl to get you fucked by another guy and get pregnant because that turns me on. And then Correct. there's going to be some baby. And I, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing, you know, you're adopted and your parents wanted a child. So they went and adopt you, but it's a totally yeah. different story that you had a baby in that way because it made you yeah. fucking horny. You know what I mean? That's a very different thing to put onto a child. So it's, I'm like, I never heard that extreme. I have had some people emailing me wanting to be on the show. So I might have that on soon. That. Yep. Yeah. Correct. It's not just that alone either. Just keep in mind. Cause I've gone through the scenario in my head already. Again, it's a matter of, you know what, her going, hooking up with some guy. You know what, we ideally, this would be the ideal scenario. 
you know what? She hooks up with some guy. It ends up being a long-term relationship. You know, she does have get pregnant by him. And now we introduce Uncle Jimmy here, you know, as, as just the uncle. And in all honesty, they keep a long-term relationship because part of the reason why is because in terms of biology, we, I also want to make sure I understand what's in my kid's blood and what is the medical history, too, because I w- would love the kid and worry about the kid. So, you know what? Keep Uncle Jimmy around. You know what? And the wife keeps keep screwing him because, again, you know, it's part of the fantasy and also it comes part of the necessity side. Yeah, well, this is that's like cuckolding 5,000. Okay, let's stick to cuckolding 101. I, that's just like so far off. I Like I said, I haven't spoken to anyone on that, but I had someone email me recently. So, you know, I, I, I'll yeah, pick that person's brain. Yeah, it's very deep. And I think, a, you know, a little bit like not cool. I don't know. Um, just because of the child. <laughs> You know what what you put on the child as far as like you know what why they were made you know the reasonings behind it adoption is wonderful well, yeah, the reasonings behind adoption is wonderful the reasoning behind you know f- fertility issues or people using things those are the wonderful you know yeah. the, the but fact at the same time you know what you're concerned about the child and the the, the rearing of the child it, it could be a matter of you know what daddy couldn't make mommy pregnant so you know what we got a sperm donor. Who cares if it comes from a baster or a man's penis? Yeah, no, no, no. It's just the intention. It's just, I'm, all I'm saying is it's the intention. It's that the intention was because it's like a turn on. It's all done out of like a kink. You know what I mean? It's not and, done out yeah. of uh, thoughtfulness to the child or a necessity like in your situation. You know, so that's what I'm saying. We're, we don't need to yeah. talk about it because it's not a part of your story. You're talking about a totally different no thing. Problem. That's something totally Absolutely. different. Let's go back to cuckling. Most How definitely. is it different than swinging? And wh- what makes a swing? someone who you know swingers go out and they enjoy seeing their partners with other people and they're you know getting down with other people what's the difference between swinging and cuckold cuckolding of course (laughs) you know swinging yeah swinging is uh, really strictly a matter of husband and wife uh, both doing their own thing and they actually what i've seen with some swingers is that it's a matter of them just going out more of it being it being a matter of an exhibitionist kind of thing going to you know uh, swing club a swingers club and, uh, and, you know, and, and having sex in front of other people or, or even including other people. But no matter what, it includes the husband and wife. And the, the man, the husband, can also have sex with other women in most, most, most swinging, swinging couples. And, you know, they can both go in separate ways, to, you know, and step out with each, on each other. And they both are okay with it. So they're completely, completely different from uh, being a cuckold. Where or even a hot wife, because I know you've talked about hot wives before too, and hot wife and cuckold, cuckolding, they go hand in hand. Because no matter what, fact of the matter is, is that if your wife has sex with another man, you are a cuckold. Simple as that. You know, now it's a matter of defining where you are in that relationship. But is it a hot wife situation where she goes out and screws other men, or you know, are you into humiliation, humiliate, being humiliated? I'm sorry, humiliated, or you know, are you going to wear a chastity? Are you going to be a wimp? Uh, there's so many different, uh, you know, scenarios. Again, cheating, like in my part. My wife presented herself as being a cheating wife. So, you know, and from my, my perspective, it was a, her, a matter of her being my hot wife. So, um, again, different uh, aspects within the lifestyle of being a cuckold. Because, again, definition of a cuckold is your wife going out and having sex with another man right and you have no desire like you said you've been with two women at the same time it's just too much work and it's not really i'm assuming something that you're interested in i mean when your girl is going out with all those guys 
you're not going out with women yeah. on the side either. No, I'm not. No, right. not at all. Again, I'm too busy washing clothes and cleaning the house, though. <laughs> because, again, <laughs> I have all this nervous energy from my wife going out and enjoying herself and, and her take, uh, having an understanding that I'm enjoying it through her and that, you know, she's going to come home and expect me to be all over her. And if not, if she's too tired, I'll be all over her in the morning. But you know what? And I'll take care of the kids and take care of the house while she recuperates. So, right. You know, uh, yeah. So, you know, then we live the fam- normally, normal family, you know, lifestyle. Right. Now, do you have a lot, like, I mean, is it, has this always been something very secret as far as, you know, in your friend circle or like, do people know about this side of you or what you used to do with your wife? Uh, well, you know, my brother knows, but uh, yeah, he, my brother understands and knows. On my wife's side, my ex-wife's side, I know she had told her friends because her friends, you know, we were married for a good, good number of years, you know, over a dozen years. And uh, I was close to her friends also, the girl's side. And, you know, of course, when we divorced, you know, we, we split up the friendship, friends. But one of the friends had mentioned the fact that my ex had talked to her about, you know, the lifestyle and what she had done. But at the time, the, the, this friend of ours didn't understand the difference between hot wife cuckolding and swingers because she had said that we were swingers when, you know, that really wasn't you know, the true definition of what we were doing. Right. So I guess maybe the difference would be that would make it more clear is that the, you know, it's just the wife going with someone unless there's a cuck queen, right? I have a girl who emailed me recently who's a cuck queen. I've been dying to get a cuck queen on my show because I always have the scenario where it's the guy is the cuckold, right? And his wife is going out and she's Mm -hmm. the hot wife. The girl I just posted this week, she's the uh, Sadie. She's a hot wife. Um, for sure, right? And her guy is really, like you, very into the fact that other guys see his girl as super hot. You know, the sexier yeah. she dresses, the better when she goes out. You know, he likes for other men to be checking out his girl. Whereas a lot of guys, like regular guys, right, that are into this, like that kind of shit drives them nuts, right? <laughs> In a bad way. Which I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Why, then, then hook up with an ugly chick so no guys check your, check your girl out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I think it stems from like a je- like a jealousy, like they don't want you know the or you know. Or- yeah, but the thing about jealousy, though, and I hate to interrupt you, is the fact that jealousy can be you know directed in so many different ways. That energy you know, of jealousy, you know, because it's an emotion. Yes. And you know, you can you can take that jealousy and then again still turn it around because believe me, you know, there is still that little ping of jealousy when your girl goes out, and that is you know what motivates you to be you know still again that good husband. And want to do everything for her because, again, she has the opportunity to be with another man. So that means that I've got to step up my game and be that much better. Yeah, and listen, your situation is interesting because, well, no, I had another guy on who's called in a bunch of times and his his wife, he loves the fact, you know, they're definitely in a cuckold situation. She's had a long-term guy that she's been with. I mean, the same guy, you know, and so... I wonder for you, has there ever been an insecurity or like a fear that she would wind up copying feelings for him? Or did you always feel like those sort of boundaries were always very clear and there would never to be crossed? Well, you know, actually my ex-wife was kind of, she, she, my ex-wife could keep her emotions in check pretty easily and pretty well. Right. But the thing about it is that uh, in terms of their relationship, I would hope that there would be some feelings because, you know, no matter what, it makes sex that much better for people you know, when you have feelings for somebody else. 
or the one that you're with. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, listen, yeah, I think so what, why people get jealous or and possessive in relationships is because, and why, like, say, I would worry, like, oh, yeah, sex doesn't mean anything, but you're always worried about someone copying feelings because what comes with that is that fear of abandonment, that, oh, they cop feelings and then they leave you for that other person. So you must be very secure yeah. with zero abandonment issues that you, you know, you're fine with her having feelings, having sex, and, you know, you just don't have that fear that that's going to lead to her leaving you for that person. Because yeah, I think a lot know, that would be most people's fear. That would be my fear. Well, you know what? It's one of those things where, in all honesty, if somebody else, if somebody's going to leave you, them, you know, doing something that you guys agreed to do together, you know, I, it would happen with or without that situation. You know, at the, there's something in there that they're missing in terms of relationship. Yeah, that's very rational to say. I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I think I have abandonment issues and maybe I just can't even understand that mentality as someone that has abandonment issues, right? And maybe someone normal that doesn't have abandonment issues could think that rationally in a situation like that. But I well, think a lot of people... Remember, I'm adopted. It doesn't matter that you're adopted. I, you know, you so that would make... I think that you would have more of abandonment issues, but you don't have... Exactly. But you don't. That's what I'm trying to say. I Correct. mean, I think that the average person, even I think that doesn't have abandonment issues that like when you fall in love you're at your most vulnerable and i think everyone's biggest fear you know and it's this and it's i think what comes across when the guy is his girl is out and the guys are looking at her and he fucking hates that it's like it's a just a deep-seated fear of abandonment because nobody wants to lose the person that they really love like so i don't understand like i get what you're saying right it's very logical right but i think people mm-hmm. tend to not be able to separate that i think that that's great that you can that you were yeah. like, oh, she could go have. I would love for. I'm. Of course, she had real feelings for him, and it was emotional because that would make mm-hmm. it better. But you just always never exactly. even considered that sh- anything would happen there. You know, that's where my insecurity comes in. Right. I'm just projecting onto you. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right because uh, you know each and every time that somebody that I bring this up with, you know, an ex, yeah. they say, okay, I'm going to leave you for them. Yeah, I'm going to leave you for them for this person. You know, even though there's nobody in the picture yet, they say, again, after through the anger, one of their arguments is, I'm going to fall in love with this person and leave you. What do you mean? I don't understand what you're talking about. When you first bring up the idea of her having sex with other men. Yeah. And the heated discussion comes up more like an argument on her point. Yeah. One of the points that is always brought up is, well, I will leave you for that other person. Right. I'll go. Not only am I going to fuck that person, I'm going to leave you for him, too, then. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Because, right, they throw that in your face because they think that's your biggest fear because that would, that just makes sense that it would be anyone's fear. Right. So it's not just me. I'm not, right. But you talk, the way you talk about it, you really have like a, a very, I mean, you really have a very clear disconnect for that and don't have that going on at all, which I think is why you've been such a professional cuckold, (laughs) you know, and very good at it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. And you know what? I've had the success that I've had because I listen to the women that I'm with. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I watch and I learn from them as to who they are before really, you know, pouncing on the idea and pushing the idea. Again, I've been married now for two years, going on three yeah. for my second marriage here. And, you know, in this time, I've gotten my girl to dress up for me when I don't, and I don't have to ask her. I get. I have a girl who's horny all the time, mm-hmm. and and I got. I get her to turn on porn by herself, and we play with toys. So you know what? Progression's moved along pretty well. 
Right. You're not desperate trying to push her into something because, right? I mean, you're just not. Correct. Right. And that's smart way to be for sure. Correct. Exactly. Because all you do is you turn off your mate and it turns into a real problem versus it being something that you learn and explore together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are a professional cuckold. You really could teach classes in this. But I think a lot of people aren't at your level of like, you know, sort of evolution. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And actually, it is an evolution. It's, a, it's an evolution of, you know, the marriage and mm-hmm. what you, you want out of it. Because me, again, I, I've done it for most of my sexual life. And I enjoy teaching other people. And I'll be honest, I put together a Gmail account here just for this. You know, teach you to be a cuck, teach you to be a cuck, but it's, except it's teach spelled out U as a letter U, two as a number two, letter B, A, cuck, C-U-C-K, at gmail.com. Okay, I'll put, I'm going to put that in the, de- yeah, I'll put that into the description below because this is what you enjoy doing. Have you taught other people before? You said you're on yeah. like a bunch of websites and stuff, right? I mean, do you, t- yeah. have you always been helping people out? I've, I've tried to, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, it, uh, this lifestyle is just a small facet of a person's life overall. Of course. You know, people keep in touch, you know, what they fall off and, you know, things happen and everything else. So it's, it's kind of difficult to keep in touch with these people at times. You talk to them on the phone. Do you, you give them right. I mean, via email, like they would email you with their situation or questions. Yeah. Mostly email, mostly email chat, you know, and just being able to, find out where they're at in terms of the relationship. One of the first questions I always ask is how long have you guys been together? Mm-hmm. You know what then? Of, co- of course, what's her experiences? Again, one of the easiest routes to take is talking about her past experiences. Right. Showing her how, how much it turns you on because, you know, I love the fact that, you know, my wife is so beautiful and she turns on guys and she's been banging around. So, yeah. you know, that's fun. Yeah, I remember I had a guy that I was sleeping with and I had slept with his friend many, many years before I was with him. And he like asked me whether that guy was bigger than him. And I was like, oh, no, like, you know, but then I was thinking to myself, like, maybe he wanted me to say he was like, who knows what someone's why someone's asking that question, you know, but a girl or even a guy, I think if that some sort of question about your past is going to be asked, right, especially your sexual history with somebody else, you're always going to want to like downplay it because you're you don't want to make that person feel mm-hmm. insecure right so it would probably <laughs> you'd really have to coax somebody to real and really make them realize that you're not looking for them to talk like you know down about their past sexual experiences like you want to really Correct. know the real deal like you're not going to be intimidated yeah. or upset or anything because i think mm-hmm. most people would think like i said when that person asked me you know i was like oh of course not you know it's <laughs> like but maybe he was asking because he was like into yeah. cocks and you know he wanted to know that there was a bigger one there who knows right um but i think you know your yeah. natural sort of answer when a guy's asking you about other experiences like you'd be a little nervous to to really talk them up right until i guess you saw you really understood that your partner was really getting turned on and then you felt super free correct that's how it goes normally but but my you're right but at the same time you know what i normally tell people and push on people and again this goes back to the question as to how long you guys been together you know married uh it is a matter of trust yeah you know because you're entrusting somebody else with your feelings and your thoughts you know you're you're telling them this turns me on and 
please don't judge me because of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what? So if you trust me with every other aspect of your life, why wouldn't you trust me and just open up and talk to me about this? Yeah, for sure. I just think that nobody, I, I think it would be hard for somebody to believe if it wasn't something that, you know, they went into the relationship knowing that they were both two, you know, open-minded people, right? You meet someone on FetLife or yep. Adult Friend Finder, you're both on the same page. It's not hard to, you know, talk about that shit. But, you know, you met your mm-hmm. person and, you know, you're three years into it and then your guy starts to ask you these questions, you know, I'm talking about like the regular person out there that maybe hasn't talked about mm-hmm. it. And this is something that they're really into. I think initially mm-hmm. it might be hard, you know, you have to really, you know, make the person understand that this is something that you're really into and that it's not a loaded question or a trick question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. Because the only trick to it that women would throw out there is, okay, you're asking me about this and you're telling me you want me to sleep with other men. Is that because you want to sleep with other girls? Right. right? That's what they always say. Yes. That's what they always say. Yes. I've heard but, that well, from many guys on here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you know, the uh, what I always tell, you know, people is, you know, the, there, it, it is a matter of, again, how long you guys been together? Okay. You know, sex is becoming vanilla after three, four, five, you know, 10 years. Yeah. So let's spice things up because then I don't want to be looking. If we don't, then you know, don't blame me if I go somewhere else. What I have found from um, a lot of my cuckolding guys and what I also find to be very interesting is that, I mean, I would say 99.9% of them, they don't want to be with other women. They're the, they're not exactly. interested in that. What they're interested in is the girl being with another guy, and that's enough for them. Absolutely. That is enough to keep them yep. jerking off to the raw, like you said. You know what I mean? You're like home, yeah. like giving yourself <laughs> rug burns because you're just you know so horny for what the, the situation is that you're not even thinking about other women or any variety because that's all the variety you're getting. That's what you're into, you know? So... Yep. I would tell women, I get that they think that, but I would say what I have found through all these guys that I've talked to is that 100% they're not looking for that. Or then it's a different situation. I'm talking nope. to a guy that's a swinger. And, you know, it's like a, a, we're talking about a totally different thing. Yes, completely. Completely different lifestyle. You right. Know? And, you know, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, one way that I started with my ex-wife was taking her to swing clubs. And it was it was a good experience to be able to, open her up to the idea that there are other people out there yeah. who have uh, other kinks in life yeah. you know, with regards to sex. So, you know, it's not something that we did or pursued a hell of a whole lot. We went to some pretty cool clubs, though, but uh, including the one on Vegas, the Red Rooster, I think it was called. And that was kind of neat. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, again, um, the, you know, that's one way of opening her up to just being open with regards to sex. And, doing different things. Did you do that before she was like hooking up with that guy? Was that stuff that you did before that or after during? Exactly. Before. That's exactly before. Because again, opening, this is probably, uh, probably at about our five year mark of being married. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was about a five year mark of being married where we, I said, you know, let's go try out swing clubs. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was fun. You know, uh, uh, we had gone to swing clubs in San Francisco, Vegas, and a couple of others, and, and people's homes. And again, it was a matter of understanding that these people were regular people too. Yeah, so, right. You know, you get to meet people, and you understand that they're husbands, wives, mothers, and da- uh, mothers and fathers, and <clears throat> they they live lives outside of this. So this is just again another small piece of their life that it does take a big, heavy, 
role in, you know, in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys went to swing, so, when you went to the swing clubs, did you guys partake? Uh, we did on a couple of occasions where we had sex ourselves. Right. But between ourselves, or we didn't include anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so j- it was a matter of being watched a little bit, I guess. Right. And that loosened her up? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It worked, uh, worked very well, obviously. And now that first time that she decided to go out, like, did she have any kind of reservations when she came home, like nervous to tell you, really st- sort of distrustful of the situation? Or had you prepped her so much but that by the time she did it, she knew that it was all good. There was no problems going to happen. It wasn't a trick question. You weren't going to get mad. And it was, <laughs> she was good to go. Tell him. Tell her I had a girlfriend. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. You know, it, it, it went well. You know. Of course, there's some anticipation on my part and on her part as to how it's going to unfold afterwards. Because it's not right. just a matter of me. It's also a matter of her. Experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, did she enjoy it? Yeah. You know. So, uh, you know, it, and it, it went well. And as long as it went well, and and luckily enough, because it hadn't been somebody she was comfortable with, then you know that side was okay. And like you said then comes my side as to her coming home and me her being concerned about my feelings and which which my feelings were just you know uh, get me a cold pack because my dick is raw you know right so, you know <laughs> but uh but you know so it all went well and you know that's what opened it up to you know her you know really embracing it and, and enjoying it and doing it you know on a regular basis and that only added to your guy's sex life i would assume right Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even even the week before we got divorced, this always <laughs> makes me laugh. And yeah. As to the fact that we would we would have sex like five times a week, even up to the week prior to our divorce kind of thing. Wow. So we had a very healthy lifestyle. Right. And she was seeing that one guy. Did she ever see any other guys or was it always that same one? She did move on to uh, somebody else after a bit because mm-hmm. you know, she, she knew her ex-boyfriend well enough. And, you know, and, and as to the fact that you know, he was not the best of people either kind of thing. Right. So she moved on to somebody else after a bit. And she was a long-term relationship kind of kind of gal. Right. Yeah, she, which I appreciate it too because, yeah, then, you know, then it opens up to more trust between them two together versus the screwing around and, you know, hooking up with different people all the time. Yeah, and there's more consistency because, you know, you know, like, Absolutely. it's not like you're always looking for somebody new, Right. She always Correct, knew that yeah. guy was around. He was always there to, you yep. know, fuck your wife. He thought he was like getting pulling one over on you, <laughs> you know. Yep, absolutely. He enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, and, and she did too. Right. And do you know? I mean, she's your ex-wife, but you guys have kids together, right? Do you know if she's mm-hmm. in and that kind of similar relationship now? Maybe you wouldn't know, right? I don't know. Do you know what she does now? We've been divorced now for uh, almost 10 years, Mm -hmm. and uh, she really has, she actually, I don't get her, but she ends up with long-term relationships with people, and when I mean long-term, we're in the United States, other people in Europe, you know, and she has long-term relationships with people like that, and I don't understand why, but she chooses to live that way, and, you know, with regards to her uh, continuing the lifestyle, I doubt it just due to the fact that. Well, there's a possibility. Who knows? Yeah, this guy might get off on her going out on dating dates while, you know, he's out back, you know, back home all the way out there in Europe. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, I know she still goes out and we still have mutual friends and all. But I don't think that she, you know, it would be women. 
tend to be able to hibernate when it comes to sex, which has always baffled me. What do you mean but, hibernate? You know, oh, you girls, you, you chicks, you can like turn it off for like years where you don't have sex. You're horny and all, but you guys don't need it like guys do. Right. right. I guess. Well, it depends, too. I mean, like, listen, I... It's funny because... <laughs> it's funny saying that hearing that from you because, you know what, out of all the people in the world, you, you know, you, you've been very clear and sit in your past. And, that, you know, what, you've never held back. But I think a lot of women do. No, I did. I, I, no, not true. I, that, what I was going to say is that I think it really depends on um, what's going on with the woman. There's different c- scenarios. I would say I held back the most and had the least amount of needs when it came to sex when I became a mom. And I think that that happens mm. to a lot of women, right? And it, yeah. you know, uh, maturity. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's a nesting thing. I remember talking to somebody on my podcast once because I really thought like that part of myself was never coming back, you know, and she's like, no, don't worry. Like, it's just a nesting (laughs) phase. It's a thing, you know, when your mom, the first couple of years, uh, you know, um, and that was a time where uh, my needs changed and that part of me, what did you say? You went on a hold or whatever, you know, but I think that there's different, you know, yeah, yeah, hibernated um, because I was a mom and I think that that causes problems in people's relationships and that does happen to women um, and it could happen Absolutely. but I wasn't in a relationship yeah. I was a single mom so it was e- easier uh-huh. for me to have that whereas before when I was younger I always felt when you know I always had I was like your girl in that I was very I, I like to be with the same person I don't like to sleep I don't like a variety you know when it comes to uh, men right so I like to sleep with the same uh-huh. person so even if I'm not in a relationship my booty call person is gonna be one person I'm not interested in you know having different ones so I would always have somebody that I was banging just because I think you know you, I, I would need sex right and it's just a uh-huh. it's just like a, a physical need and a desire I think most women have that you know you ovulate it's in nature you know I think it changes though the other time it really changes for a woman is when she gets you know into her 50s and your 40s you just get hornier than ever but I think you know menopause brings on a whole other kind of nesting experience and that's like a different you don't need to talk on that what you're talking on and teaching people about is how to get their girl to go fuck more people so that they could get turned on by it right so absolutely absolutely yeah but let me ask you this in like the last five minutes of the show like what would you want to tell people the most important things about cuckolding or your best tips or something that you'd want to tell people and then give that email as well so that people wanting to talk to you and ask questions that you could help them so do that too at the end of your five minute speech all right well um again what it comes down to is just good communication Mm -hmm. bottom line the communication side will not just help your sexual side of your relationship but help help your 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 relationship overall and in all honesty it's amazing how opening up your sex life in that sense where you in whatever sense that really turns you on as long as something that you both agree on and are happy with would actually strengthen the relationship it's amazing Mm -hmm. you know because yeah to be able to uh trust the one that you're with to go out on you to be with another man and then with the expectation and understanding that she's supposed to return, you know, there's a huge amount of trust there. And, you know, and to be able to tell somebody what is on your mind, your fantasies and, you know, what, what turns you on takes a lot of trust too, you know? And so what you got to do, the first thing you got to do is look at your relationship overall and not the sex side as much as your relationship in terms of how long you've been together, how strong it is, and how open you guys are in terms of communica- communication before you even, you know, step foot 
in this direction. That's that's what's needed first. Yeah, and you know what? I, I just had that the thought in my head when you were saying all that because I was talking a lot about like my own abandonment issues and bringing it up. How you know I think what people's biggest fear is, and I think probably what's really liberating about doing something like this for you is like. Because they say, like, what you resist persists, right? So if our biggest fear, everyone's yep. biggest fear, is someone's going to abandon us if they're fuck somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the thing that we're all super afraid of, you know? How liberating yeah. is it when you, you know, that you face that, it happens, and not only are you okay with it, it turns you on, and it strengthens your relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, on the other side yep. of that biggest fear could be what you have experienced, which is total trust, right? Obviously. I mean, you totally trusted your wife. And like you said, it would that none of that had anything to do with you guys breaking up. Your sex life was fantastic because of it up to like a week before you got divorced. So it is very liberating, right? Because you went there. You went to everyone's biggest fear. Not only, yeah, fuck another Mm -hmm. guy. Have feelings. That'll make the sex even better and then come home and fuck me and I'm going to enjoy it even more. You know, like. Exactly. Absolutely. So there you go. I mean, that's like, uh, that's like, uh, like a freedom and a, and a crossing of a line that I think, and, you know, facing of a fear that I think most people will never experience, but I guess people who have, and you're one of them on the other side, like you, you're, you're, you're here to say that it is amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And it's definitely doable because again, I, people always, men always say, Oh, she's going to be upset with me. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. She is because this is something new. The, the issue of, her being upset maybe is because why didn't you bring this up at the beginning of the relationship, which actually I did with my second wife here. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Mm -hmm. You told her early on. Yes, very smart. I told her before getting married. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, you know what? I've been married. I, you know, this is what actually I did with my ex-wife. She'd go around, screw around with people. And, you know, and the reality is, is that I don't want to have a, a vanilla sex life. You know, I don't want, I want excitement. I want something that, here I am, 51 years old. I need some excitement to get me going, you know, to get my heart on going. Uh, yeah. It takes a little longer at 51. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so, you know, be patient with, with me there. But at the same time, be prepared because I'm looking for more than just, you know, you laying down in bed and spreading your legs for me. So, you know, and, and she's been, uh, that, that seed that I planted way back when is, has worked. And right. Again, this is because I knew what I wanted early on in my second marriage. You know, if you're if somebody's in a marriage currently, doesn't mean that it can't happen. It just means that you've got to deal with it a little bit differently and understand and make your spouse understand just as well as you do. Because she, I don't doubt that she would, you know, be married 10 years. Yeah, you know, the sex has fallen down off. You know, it's not as hot as it used to be. You know, it's very, very vanilla. It's very mechanical now where. You know, it's not as exciting as it used to be. Come on, let's bring some excitement into the relationship, right? Right. You play that card down the line when it gets that way. But you have seen progress with your girl because what I think is important is that you weren't pushing her to do something before she was ready. She has gotten into different things. You're having fun, you know, along the way. You know, like you said, you use toys and then there's porn. You're introducing things because you're being very open 
and you're communicating about sex, right? Which is something that a lot of people don't do. They don't have those conversations. Correct. And it's not about like, what's our problem? It's, you know, it's like hot conversations, right? Like, you know, yeah. stuff that turns you on and be really open and, and like <laughs> to trying different things with each other and yeah. you lead her slowly. Correct. And actually, on that note, actually, she she works um, in a mall setting. Yeah. And, you know, she, she sometimes sits outside and she gets hit on every once in a while. And, you know, I probe her for what's, what happened there because it makes uh, me laugh. Yeah. And it also plants a seed. It keeps cultivating that seed. Right. Like, you're a pretty girl. Come on, you know. Right. And other guys are going to hit on you. you know, right. understand this and, you know, let's go with it later on in the future. Right. Because that's what you like. Right. But you're taking it slow. Yeah. Not just, yeah. Not just that, you know what, later on when Viagra doesn't work for me anymore, which I don't take yet, but, you know, that's where, you know, that, that's where uh, nature tends to take men where you don't get hard as hard as any hard anymore. She's a lot younger than me. Right. And who knows what will be able to get me going, you know, so that, that may be an option. Right. And also you could farm her out to somebody else who could please her, but you keep her to, right? I mean, <laughs> you could have another guy. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and uh, in addition to that, you know what I... Stay home, take care of the baby, and because I've done it before. Yeah, you know, I stay home, take care of the baby, and you know, she goes out and has fun, and yeah, I'll be waiting for her. We will be waiting for her. Interesting. Okay, listen. What did we call you, Joe? Joe. It's uh, sometimes it's hard for me. I don't know. I'm not so great at like. Oh, you know, it wasn't like my typical thing where I'm like probing you for your whole backstory, right? I wanted to get some more information just on cuckolding. I hope that people did get a lot from this episode, and it was informational. Um, what I think is great is that you know w- when they want more information because maybe I didn't ask enough questions or the right kind of questions, people could email you. Give out your email again, and I'll also put it in the description below so if you're on youtube or you're listening on a podcast app just go into the description his email will be there give the email though out one more time teach t-e-a-c-h-u as in the letter u two the number two b as in the letter b a c-u-c-k at gmail.com okay so teach you to be a cuck a cuck at gmail.com. I'll put that in the description. Thanks so much. If anyone needs any help, okay, you need to email Joe. That's his fake name. Email Joe and he'll email you back. And why do you do that? Just because you like to? Yeah, absolutely. You mm-hmm. know what? It, it's exciting. You know what? And it's, it's a matter of progress. You know, it's, you know, I'm a business owner. You know, again, matter, matter being, it being a matter of us being regular people. I'm a business owner. Yeah. You know, and I deal with, People on all kinds of levels. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with regards to this, this is completely different. And it's a matter of helping somebody out personally. Because in terms of my business, I help people out financially. Right. You know, here, I help people out personally. Mm-hmm. So this I would take just as much pleasure in doing. Because, you know what, the, you get a high five people in terms of, yeah, I told her. And, you know, and I already explained what to expect. And, yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay, now just let it simmer and let it go. And this is what's most likely going to happen next. And you know what? Again, it's a matter of understanding what to expect. And people are just too timid at times. And they just need some support to be able to push themselves to be able to be, work outside their boundaries, their comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Listen, that's what that's I do where, on my show. Yeah, that's why I listen. I do my show for that reason, because I just like to help people. And so you're that same yeah. type of person. So if you need help, email Joe. His email is below. Thank you so much for calling in. This was really fascinating. This was very cool. Appreciate it. And you know what? It was an honor 
to be able to speak to you. Awesome. Thanks so much. And thanks for tuning into my show on YouTube. Thank you. Bye, Joe. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.